Well, hello, hello, and welcome once again to the kitchen table. You have found the podcast Fika with Arctic Eric. Fika, that freedom that you and I have in Christ Jesus always. That's right. All the time, he desires to work his freedom in us, the freedom to know him more deeply, intimately, richly, and personally, the freedom to hear his voice, the freedom to follow him, and the freedom to share him with others. Again, welcome to the podcast. I thank you for taking this time out of your day to spend with me here at the kitchen table. We've been looking at uh, the letter that Paul wrote to the Philippians. We're looking specifically at chapter 3, and this is the fourth part of our chat here at the kitchen table from the Living New Translation. That's Philippians chapter 3. This is the final part beginning at verse 17. Paul is writing, Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. Pattering our lives after Paul's. We know that Paul had a serious pursuit of Christ and to the life which God called him. He not only met Christ, but he gave himself fully to Christ that God's good, perfect, and acceptable will for his life be done in him, for him, and through him, through the indwelling person of the Holy Spirit. That same intimate, daily, personal walk that God has called us to into fellowship with his son Jesus through that same person of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of all who trust him, believe in him, and rely on him alone. Well, as I read this, and I thought about this following an example and learning from those, I thought immediately about Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7, and I'll look at it in a couple of different translations. The New Living uh, translation, which is what we're looking at here in Philippians, says, remember your leaders who taught you the word of God, Think of all the good that has come out of their lives and follow the example of their faith. Another one says, Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. The message says, Appreciate your pastoral leaders who gave you the word of God. Take a good look at the way they live and let their faithfulness instruct you, as well as their truthfulness. There should be a consistency that runs through us all. I like that so much. It, it says many, many wonderful things, that it isn't just someone's uh, skill, charisma, and ability to teach, but no, much more important that, than that is their example of what? Of trusting Jesus and living it out in a way that it is visible, that it is seen in their lives. And of course, that means that we need to be in relationship with those people if we're going to be able to observe the outworking of their trusting Christ and imitate that. Verse 18. For I have told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct shows 
They are really enemies of the cross of Christ. Oh my, what a heavy verse. He has warned them, and we're warned by this, and Paul is warning them with tears, just the deepest understanding of the seriousness of the situation, that there aren't just a few, but there are many who, as we look at their lives, their conduct, their attitudes, we can see that they're actually enemies of the cross of Christ. What is that? They're not allowing the cross of Christ to do its work. Instead, they're depending upon their three best friends, me, myself, and I. They're depending upon the flesh, and they are more like the fact that in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen we hear that Satan himself pretends to be, can appear to be an angel of light. Listen, this is real. This is oh so real, which is why we need to see the outworking of these things in their life. It isn't just someone talking about faith and telling stories about faith, but it's a fact that we can see from their lives the fruit of faith in Jesus Christ, the fruit of the Spirit of Jesus Christ being worked in and through their life, that we're close enough to observe them and relate to them in many cases, have a true relationship. What does it say about the many whose conduct shows and proves that they're actually enemies of the cross of Christ? Well, it says that they're headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite their greed, their sensuality, their self-interest. They're consumed with themselves, or sensuality, or greed, or all of the three, and they brag about shameful things. Think about that. In rebellion to God. And it's in and through their teaching. I remember years ago having a discussion with a dear friend of mine. We were in ministry together many years ago. And we were discussing at the kitchen table, actually. Actually, it was a table at a restaurant. Uh, If we had to choose a teacher's coming to the school to teach, and we had to choose between their theology or their heart, right theology, wrong heart, or maybe their theology isn't spot on, but their heart for God is, which teacher would we include or exclude? And of course, it is a matter of the heart. Someone whose heart and life, they embrace the cross of Christ and their conduct shows it. God will rearrange their thinking. He loves to do that. Anyhow, it talks about not only they brag about shameful things, but they think only about this life here on earth. What is in it for them? And, you know, sometimes we hear people and we can feel, wait a minute, they're not really trying to equip me. They're trying to use me to equip their goal, their vision. Wow. Listen, God's vision is people. Those who teach us, their vision should be us to equip us and encourage us and exhort us. Not that we would be something less than or nothing more than a building stone in their ministry. 
We're all living stones. We don't fit together with man's hands. We fit together by the Spirit of the Lord. Makes me think about Genesis chapter 11 and 12, but I'm not going to go into that right now. Okay. But we, you and I who trust Christ, we're citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And we are eagerly awaiting for him to return as our Savior. He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious body like his own, using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. He wants us to learn here and now how to be under his control ourselves personally and individually and collectively. And I want to end here with uh, an appropriate ending, I think, from uh, this idea of bringing everything under his control from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 24 to 28, from the message. There's a nice symmetry in this. Death initially came by man, and resurrection from death came by a man. Everybody dies in Adam. Everybody comes alive in Christ. But we have to wait our turn. Christ is first, then those with his coming, the grand consummation, when, after crushing the opposition, he hands over his kingdom to God the Father. He won't let up until his last enemy is down, and the very last enemy is death. As the psalmist said, he laid them low, one and all, and walked all over them. When Scripture says that he walked all over them, it's obvious that he couldn't at the same time be walked on. When everything and everyone is finally under God's rule, the sun will step down, taking his place with everyone else, showing that God's rule is absolutely comprehensive a perfect ending. Well, thanks again for being me, being with me here at the kitchen table. This is the conclusion, part four of Philippians chapter three out of the New Living Translation. Look forward to when we meet here again at the kitchen table. And my prayer for you today is that God's good, perfect, and acceptable will be done in your life. Good day.